On this episode, we get to listen to Marco Filipovich, and he is somebody that you're going to want to listen to. He started his business when he was 16 years old. He just turned 18, but has so much knowledge and input and information that you were going to, you're going to want to take some notes on this one for sure, or pause it for a minute, take a moment, capture what it is that he's said. Um, but he has really now engaged his business and automates a lot of things. And he takes businesses from, you know, six figures to seven, and he coaches and has students and teaches them how to to this. And he's been featured on a lot of uh, news profiles and stories and TV station uh, interviews that he's done. And he's got a lot of followers on Facebook and, or I should say Instagram, maybe Facebook too, but more Instagram and TikTok and those places for him to be. He acknowledges that he has to be on Facebook, but it's not his favorite platform. Anyway, I would love for you to listen to this episode. It's a fascinating story about Marco's history and going from magic to uh, digital magic is what he does now. So let's take a listen. But before we do that, uh, I need to share with you about the Stash app. It's an app uh, for banking, saving, and investing. And if you utilize my link, you'll get $20 of a stock. And then of course, I'll get a bonus as well. Uh, but you can invest in stocks. Uh, it's investing for real people. Uh, and I use it for my kids as well to learn so that they can learn to invest and in, in, in save money uh, and understand how the stock market works. It goes up and it goes down and how things happen and what stocks to purchase and when to buy and when to sell. I'm still trying to always figure that out myself, but it is a great place to be able to do that. So it's the stash app and you can go to peppershock.com slash offers and collect uh, $20 when you first uh, put in your uh, information and in stock and you buy uh, and then you'll get $20 of free stock. And uh, you know what? Sometimes that stock will go big, right? So uh, go to the Stash app. It helps you save. It helps you, uh, you know, make goals and you can put money towards those goals that you're making. And, and it also has it, you know, you can use a debit card. You can have, uh, you know, all the things that you need and it's all online and it's great. Um, and, uh, you know, the fees are, are very uh, minimal. So anyway, go to peppershock.com slash offers and get that. And now it's time for my marketing essentials moment, the things that you need to know on your marketing path and journey to keep you moving forward in your marketing. So, okay, this week's topic, uh, we know about the four Ps, the Marketing Association, American Marketing Association coined these terms, the four Ps, right, product placement, price and promotion, right? Uh, and then later on, another gentleman, he came up with the four C's of marketing. Of course, there's all kinds of things and I have the five R's, right? But thinking about the four C's of marketing and, and I teach at Boise State and I have a marketing class. And so we talked about the four C's and what that really means and how you can engage what instead of maybe price, you can think about the cost, right? The value of what the cost is to do business, to purchase, or, you know, what, what is it costing you to acquire customers or for them, right? The consumer's wants and needs and the costs. Okay. So the consumer obviously is the other one that we're thinking about here, right? Uh, and when we think about price promotion, product replacement, we don't actually talk about the consumer, the person that is purchasing from you, right? The person that's going to use your product or service. The other thing then on the four C's, so consumer cost convenience, right? How convenient is it for them to purchase from you? How easy have you made it to buy from you? And, you know, thinking about the conveniences of today's world, right? So thinking about, okay, what can I do to 
remove any kind of barriers to being convenient to purchase from, from us. Sometimes then uh, costs won't matter because it's convenient, right? They'll pay the convenience fee or they'll pay the cost, the consumer, the cost, the convenience, and then of course the communication, right? How are you communicating to them? How are you empathizing with them and relating to them and making things that will um, make the consumer, um, you know, want to buy? What are you doing to make that messaging communicate with them in terms of what they will want to listen to and what they'll hear, right? We know now that it takes uh, 11 to 13 times for a brand to be in front of somebody for them to even recognize that they have even seen or heard it, right? Uh, unless it's like a direct referral or word of mouth. And even then sometimes you have to say it a couple of times before it you know, resonates and, and sinks in. So what are you doing to communicate your brand and get your message in front of them? And how can you do it better. What can you do to communicate even better? Be where your, your consumers are and the particular types of consumers that you want. Target those that you want specifically and narrow down the messaging that's going to resonate with them very specifically. And, uh, you know, you might talk to a teenage girl, very, very, very different than you would talk to an empty nester, you know, mother, right? Um, you're going to talk to a grandpa, very different than you're going to talk to, you know, a seven-year-old child. So, I mean, just think about how how and where you're going to get your message in front of them and the convenience factor of them to be able to hear your message. And what is it that they're going to do when you've given them your message? What do you want to do to have them act? What's your either call to action or, you know, what's the goal behind it? Is it awareness? Is it uh, to sell more? Is it to build the brand? Is it to create and promote a cause? But those are the four C's of marketing. So think about in terms of how you can relate your product or service and how you can make it even better based on the consumer and thinking of about your consumer. Where, where are they at right now? How are they getting their information? What kind of things are they doing in their lifestyle right now? How can you hone in and you know interfere <laughs> their communication and disrupt what's going on in their mind to be able to put your message in front of them in a, in a relevant and authentic way too, right? Not such a salesy way that they're not going to want that message. So anyway, there is my marketing essentials moment. And till next time, uh, I'm hoping that you will give us some feedback. What kind of things do you want to hear about? What are some things that you are struggling with? How can we help you? Give us a, a review or send us a note. Let us know how we can help. And now let's listen in on Marco's interview. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest is Marco. And welcome, Marco, to the show. Hey, Ray. Thank you for inviting me. I feel like I could just call you Marco, just like share or, you know, one name, one yeah. name. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> 
So Marco, we met on Clubhouse a while ago and we just uh, kind of hit it off. We talked a lot about marketing, a lot of different things that uh, you know we have a common interest in, but I want people to hear your story. It's a fascinating story. And um, the fact that I met you uh, and you have just so much information and knowledge and you are recently turned 18, which is phenomenal. So happy belated birthday on that. But uh, I, I just want everyone to know and little learn a little bit about you. So take me back before you started to get online, before you started to do things, you, you came where you came from and how you got here and to where you are now. So I came to the United States from Serbia a few years back. And we originally came here so that my parents would have a better job and so that I can pursue a career of a uh, former as a magician on stage traveling around America and doing magic shows and I was pursuing that for a very long time and at one point I just realized that I wanted to do something different something bigger and I did not know how <laughs> so I was kind of like experimenting a little bit at the age of 16 I was experimenting with little businesses and then I saw a course online that they wanted to purchase and I had absolutely no money to do so. So I was begging my parents to allow me some slack from school in order for me to get a job at McDonald's to get their signature. So I got a job at McDonald's and I worked there for five months. I think I, think I worked there for five months before I was actually able to afford to buy that course. Wow. Then I bought the course and then I continued working in McDonald's so I can have money to invest into my business a little bit at the start. And that's where it started. That's where that course got me to fly off the ground. It got me to learn and get the world of entrepreneurship in my hands. And then I met my mentor through one of the first programs that I ever joined. And after that, it all just started going up. He was teaching me how to actually run a business. He was helping me understand how actually to grow and how to run a business of your own instead of just selling and selling and selling other people's stuff. Because the first thing I was doing was white labeling services for other marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. So that's where it started. It started with Serbia, Magic and McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, so so now you're doing digital magic for, for people. And let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you have been able to do for not only your own brand, but for other brands too. And, and you know, kind of share your, your brand story, if you will. Yeah, sure. So when I first started, uh, I was selling Instagram growth. I was the first thing I was ever doing uh, as a this business was selling followers on Instagram coming in from celebrity campaigns. And I liked it. I was selling that. Then I also got introduced to the world of actually being able to purchase a news article, which at the time was the craziest thing for me because I was, I was always looking up to people in news articles. And now I just realized maybe they just have $10,000 laying around. So, <laughs> but that was kind of where I started. And then I used those services to kind of hit myself off the ground. I grew my own Instagram at the beginning. I got myself featured into some news articles. And from there on, I moved on with my mentor. And from there, I was learning about all these other ways of earning money, like hiring other employees, like building an actual personal brand, not selling for someone else. Mm -hmm. So I just started learning and I was f fascinated with the idea of being able to automate stuff. 
that's my biggest fascination was the idea of being able to make something work for you. And so that's where I started. I was still doing Instagram growth because I did not have an idea finished yet. I had no idea what I was doing. I was still a few months in. And then I started selling Instagram growth and introducing some other services on the side. I, at first, I started doing sales coaching at a time where I was still being a sales student. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I like to say to some of my students is I was doing sales coaching in a way that what I would learn from my mentor, the more I would teach my student and pretend like I know everything. <laughs> and that's actually what taught me a lot about social media, which is you have to present yourself like you know everything, you know everyone, you can do anything. And then only when it comes to the time where you actually need to know it, that's where you actually got to figure something out. <laughs> but it got me to learn to think on my feet quickly. That's for sure, because I've had moments where I did not know what I was doing. But I became obsessed with automation. And so I started figuring out ways to use virtual assistants, to use robots online, to use softwares, because I was a programmer. I was going to programming school before I started all of this. So I was using programming bots and not the bad kind of bots, like the messenger bots that everyone uses. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how to implement everything in order to make my business work on its own. So that eventually I can live that dream of traveling and having fun with doing no work. That um, and probably- meanwhile, you're also in high school, right? I mean, you are going to graduate, right, Marco? Still, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. still in high school. I'm graduating in eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I, so. yeah, I'm just blown away by the fact that, you know, I guess you would have been, when you started all this, you were a junior in high school or maybe even a sophomore when all this was coming yeah. to you to, to want to do. And, and so somewhere you still had to fit in your high school studies and, and, you know, manage a business and you hire employees and <laughs> that's phenomenal. Yeah. It, yeah. So, okay. Um, what would you wished you would have known before you started doing all of this that, you know, now that you wish you would have known prior to you starting tell, go back to when you're, you know, a freshman in, in high school, uh, what would you wish you would have known? That's a really good question. Uh, what's one thing I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known not to blindly trust everyone without overthinking it. And I really wish that because sometimes I had a better idea than what my mentor or my friend or my partner would have told me, but I would just like blindly trust it. And I would completely underestimate what I had. And one of the big factors is, the fa- is my age. I was 17 and I was like, eh, they're older, they, they know stuff. Mm-hmm. And it took me a really long while to realize They don't know much more, you know, (laughs) it's like everyone knows something, Yeah. but just because everyone knows something doesn't mean that I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. So I really wish that somehow I would have known at the time that I should have just like follow my idea, no matter what they said, Mm -hmm. because if I did that, I would be where I am now Mm -hmm. a few months earlier or even more. So, which would be good really good. I absolutely can relate to that. When we started the business, I was, you know, early twenties and, uh, and had to prove myself to our clients that I knew something about something 
<laughs> to be able to help them, right? Because like, who's this young kid that comes in here and tells me what to do? Who, what do they know, right? Uh, but it's true. I mean, if you are a student and you learn and you grow, there's no reason why you can't get to where you are now within a couple of years that you've been doing what you've been doing. And so share a little bit, uh, some of the successes that you've had, Marco, that, that have put you where you are and, and kind of the things that you've gotten to do because of, of what you've done. So one of the first signs of me having success was not necessarily money at first, because when this happened, I was still not making the money that I had in my head. It was the fact that I got featured in a news article without even having to ask for it. Nice. That was the moment where I felt like I actually did something because a person reached out to me wanting to put me in a news article. And yeah. I just thought that was crazy. So that was like my first sign of success. And then it took a while to get the next one because my next sign of success was as a 17 year old being in high school, managing everything to try to get to the $10,000 a month point, which was really interesting for me because in Serbia, $10,000 is a million dinars. So just imagining those numbers mm -hmm. got me so overwhelmed in my head. But when that moment happened, it got me to push so much harder mm -hmm. and so much stronger. So within two times less than what it took me to get to that $10,000 a month, I managed to push it all the way up to 100,000 a month to wow. seven figures, which was, you know, I was looking at people posting ads and I was like, nah, this doesn't work. This isn't the thing. People cannot make that money. Uh, right. And it was kind of insane thinking that I did it. And so I did have moments where I abused it because <laughs> I was 17. Mm -hmm. My friend's dad saved me a lot of times until he actually got me to work with a financial advisor who helped me out a lot. But what I got to do because of that was really get the freedom that I was dreaming and looking for. Because mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that I have to do something. I have to do something all the time. And if I'm like sitting still, it's not going to work. Right. So my big dream, big little dream was mm -hmm. to build out a camper van in which I can travel. Yeah. And some people were looking at me like, dude, you're insane. Some people said it's awesome, but mm -hmm. that was just like something I wanted to do. And I recently, when I turned 18, the first thing I did the day after I did that, I turned 18 was I bought the van. And after I bought the van, I just like spent every day working and building it out and that's the moment where I realized how important that whole automation process was because I was able to work on my van, build the van and enjoy the van, then travel to visit some of my coworker and my friends in California right. and come back with doing literally almost no work while I was on that trip. And I come back home, I sit in my laptop and every number is still the same. Nice, nice. It, that's You've automated it, built it out and shared, you know, been, been able to, to figure out how to, you know, work on the business, not necessarily in the business and hire your, your yeah. assistants to help you do all of those things. I just think it's a phenomenal story to be able to understand what you've done and, and where you've, where you've taken it. And, you know, it's just uh, more people need to hear about your story, Marco. I think it's great. Now, um, the one thing that we talked about was uh, a promise to your grandma. Right. You want to I, share a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. So 
my grandma was like one piece of my family that I felt truly understood me and actually cared about me and what I want, not being my mom and my stepdad, which was like, you got to finish college no matter what. I don't care if you hate it. Or my dad, who would lay down and watch tennis and drink wine and no matter what. Uh, <laughs> my grandma was actually like one of my best friends for wow. a very long time. And in my family, we were known as twins because we would do everything together. So, and my grandma wanted me to finish school. And that was one thing that we were always fighting about. When I first started doing magic, she attacked me for being a clown. Uh, oh. She was telling me, wow, you're going into clowns instead of going to college and da, da, da. And so I promised my grandma that I would finish high school. And that's like the main reason that for the past year, I've still been sitting in front of these online meetings. Right school <laughs> yeah but well and it worked out during the pandemic that you could do it all from from online yeah. as opposed to going there physically right yeah if i was not able to do it online i do not think that my business would be where i where it is today so i know a lot of people look at a pandemic as a negative thing but for me it's probably the best thing that has happened in a long time <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean it's definitely given opportunity in ways that you know, it's like the silver lining, you know, there's, there's things that have yeah. obviously affected people and, you know, but yet there's like ways that you've been able to leverage and automate and, you know, all of those fun things. That's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about going on your marketing journey, some things that you have done or that you do um, to continue to build your brand and, and your bottom line. Right. Um, and I know clubhouse is one of them, but let's share a little bit about some of the things that you've done to get, uh, your brand built up. So few of the things that I found to be like the most efficient when trying to build my brand online is first of all, sharing knowledge. Yes. This is one thing I saw in a YouTube video. I don't remember who it was by, but I remember the person said something that stuck with me, which is, share 95% of your most important knowledge with your audience. And then later on, they're going to come back for that 5% to you. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. Whenever I was on a sales call with someone, I would literally give them an entire coaching session for <laughs> free, just in the hopes of selling them uh, the smallest product. And yes, there were many people who were like, okay, thank you. Bye. Uh, right. But over the time, those people slowly started disappearing. Over the time, there was more and more people who actually cared about what I have to say. Mm -hmm. So I would say that number one thing that has helped me build a successful brand and get, get people who actually want to pay me is the fact that they already share so much knowledge. Because when you think about it, why would they come to you? Why would they give you the money if they don't know that you can actually do something? Mm -hmm. Right? Even if you have testimonials, even if you have videos, if they don't see it on themselves, they won't believe it. So that was one thing I started doing and it changed everything for me. Great. And back when you were on Clubhouse before they uh, discovered that, you know, cause apparently you have to be 18, right? To be yeah. on Clubhouse, uh, which your profile's still there but hopefully we'll get you back on there. But that was exactly what you were doing. You were sharing your knowledge and, you know just giving good tips and nuggets of things that people could use and do. And, and I can absolutely see how this grows your brand because then people wanna come back to you for more. Like I have, like I'm recommending and referring, you know uh, to one of my clients, some of your services that you've shared with me about, you know, what you can do and, and how you can do it. And, um, you know, I think that it's phenomenal. You have, I don't know how many, I mean, you've got thousands and thousands 
thousands of followers on Clubhouse now because of it. And it's amazing. So hopefully you get your account back and they'll, uh, you know, with your ID, you know, prove that you yeah. are 18 now. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. it's it's 18 and over. It just it, it blows my mind that they wouldn't let, you know, people like you who, you know, obviously it's successful in what you're doing. <laughs> for them. Yeah, and lost for them. That's, I mean, that's how we met is through a room and clubhouse and just sharing, you know, here's some ideas of things that you could do and, and uh, tips and, you know, things that can grow your, your knowledge and, and how it can help your brand. So I appreciate that from, from you, you know, cause you've certainly already helped me in, in lots of different ways. And uh, I think it's great. Um, so, okay, Marco, you've done this now for the last couple of years. What's your, what, what are you ultimately um, I mean, and now you're, you're 18. So, you know, sometimes people don't always know the answer to this, but what is it that, what does five years, 10 years look like for you? What, what do you want to do? What, what's your kind of goals and dreams and aspirations now? Five years from now, <laughs> it's a question. It's a hard question for me because the fact, cause I've moved very fast. Yeah. Cause even though I've been doing it for a couple of years, everything started, happened. The most important things happened within one year. And right. stuff happens so fast that now my next thought is what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. But when I think in the future of next five years, I'm planning on stopping traveling with my van in two to three years, visiting all the states and Canada and everything. Yeah. And then I'm just planning on settling down in some nice house, nice place. And I still see myself doing this for a little bit. But my ultimate goal this is something I wrote down on my vision board. Mm -hmm. My ultimate goal is at the age of 25, I can say I'm retired. Yeah. Oh, like awesome. I'm not going to go out of business because I realize I'm extremely addicted to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm extremely addicted to doing what I do. But I want to know that, like at the age of 25, if I did not work one more hour for the rest of my life, I would be able to go through with it. Nice. So that's my ultimate goal for next 10 years. That's great. What a great great goal to have to retire while you're while you're 25. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay. So you, you're, you're 16, your parents start seeing money come in. Like, what do they think? What do they say? Like, Marco, what are you doing? Right? Like they, walk me through that process. I, I have a 15 year old, right. And, and a 13 year old, like if my kids started bringing money and like, walk me through what happened. <laughs> so what happened was, um, I was 17 at the time. And so I quit McDonald's and they were like, okay, he quit his job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and I was like okay mom so I bought this course with all the money I saved up and it's a course that promises it's going to make you millions and everything like I was so enthusiastic about it and both of my parents were just like okay that's that's bull crap uh, that's yeah. not gonna right right that's not gonna it's too good to be true, right it's, it's always nailed. too good to be true you know yeah. you see those things and it's like we're gonna make you eight figures and da 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 you know but yeah, so I get it. I could see, I can, you know, relate with your parents here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were so against it, but I was like, no, it's going to work. I was so like, against. I was like, it will work. And one morning I woke up, I got on a sales call. It was like at 5.00 AM. Cause my client was in a different time zone. Mm -hmm. I got on a sales call and two hours after that, 7.00 AM, my parents were waking up for work and they saw a, 2,500 check coming into my account. Mm -hmm. Their first question was like, what was that? Right. And yeah, they thought I was selling drugs. I don't know what they thought. They just didn't <laughs> think this worked. Right, right. It <laughs> they just thought worked. every other option. But 
that was the moment where they were like, okay, money's coming in, but they were still not, they were still like, okay, that was a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. And then when reoccurring payments started coming in, they were confused because both of my parents, they will never admit that they're wrong. <laughs> every time when money came in, they always had some excuse of why it's going to fail in two days. Oh, oh. Until recently when I turned 18 and they were like, okay, we can't do much about it now. Right, right. From all of a sudden they're accepting, but yeah. Their first reaction was, where is the money coming from? What are you doing? What did you do? Right. Is it legal? Is it legit? What have you done? (laughs) I mean, it's great. It's a great problem to have, right? To to say, yep, I got money coming in because of all the things that I'm automating and doing and growing and building. And (laughs) that's awesome. That's awesome. So, and so now they're, they're accepting, I mean, it must be, it must be different for you now that they've understood, you know, what's happening a little bit. They probably don't even understand everything or do they? No, they don't even try to, but they're like, okay, we cannot make you stop anymore. We cannot make (laughs) you believe it's not going to work anymore because you're 18. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) How about we just support and stop the fighting? And I was like, okay, that works. I'm fine with that deal. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about some marketing tactics that you took that didn't work for you and and why like what is it that you did that was like I'm never doing that again or well that was just a waste of money or you know what what's some things that did not work so one thing that didn't work was all the teenagers are in snapchat all of them and I thought that when I put out my first course it would be so smart and it would be so amazing if I just sold a $2,500 course through an advertisement on Snapchat targeting 16 and 17 year olds. And that didn't work. Uh, (laughs) Not everybody's like you, Marco, right? 16 year olds and 17 year olds these days would much rather spend money on alcohol. (laughs) No, it's really hard to believe. Uh, Yeah. But that was one thing that did not work mainly because I was targeting completely wrong audience for what I was doing. And the second thing that did not work was on my old account, because right now that what I'm using now on Instagram is my new account because Instagram is my main platform. Mm-hmm. And so my old account got hacked by some guy in Turkey, oh. which completely blew everything down. And what I realized is that I just lost every single client I had. Because I was using Instagram as my client management tool as well. I was like, okay, flag people are the ones who pay. These people in general are doing this. And that was my only place of keeping clients. And the moment I lost the account, I was like, uh-oh, I'm back at zero. Oh, no. Oh, no. So my biggest fail that I ever had was I did not keep contact information from clients. Mm. And so that really brought the business down. And after that, I came up with over like 30, 40 different like free websites to sign up with an email. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to rebuild something that they had. So I would say use multiple places to keep your information. Yeah. And use multiple places to share the word about you because I realized that if I was doing only Instagram, I would have not seen the results that I saw. Because mm-hmm. what I did was I started using Clubhouse, for example. Mm-hmm. I started using Facebook groups. And both of those places just brought me a lot of clients. So it brought a lot of people who are interested in what I do. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not clients, brought me a lot of people who are wanting to see my journey and who may eventually purchase something. Mm-hmm. So 
I would say explore different areas, even if you're uncomfortable with them. Because I'm personally not a big fan of Facebook. <laughs> I realize it has to be it has to be done. The moment I watched a video from one of my mentors where he was explaining how he absolutely hates social media, which to me was insane because his entire business is on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Love hate relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. I realized I need to use many tools at the same time in order to achieve good results, not to focus on only one place because then your mind just becomes focused there mm-hmm. while everything else is developing. Right, right. No, that's great advice for anybody that's looking to get into the space of automation and social media marketing and all the things that you do. And yeah, like you said, email hooks to where people have to put in their email in order to get you know something of value from you. So that makes a lot of sense for sure. Okay, so you talked about your mentor. I guess if you care to share, I mean, like who who's inspired you and helped you along the way? And like, what are some of the resources that, um, you know, you have found to be helpful for you? So the my first like mentor that I consider like real mentor that helped me a lot was uh, a person who now I say I'm friends with, mm-hmm. uh, Colin. Uh, if he's listening to this, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, but he was like the first real mentor that I would consider I had. And after that, I took upon to be mentored by Dan Locke. So for those of you who don't know that, you really should check the guy out because he has helped me so much. Not not only with his paid programs, but just in general, whatever he speaks, I always listen to it and I look back on everything I do. So I would say that those two are the two people that really helped me get my business off the ground. One, to actually start it and to understand it. The other one, to make it big. Mm-hmm. You said it was Dan Locke? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to check that out for sure. Um, okay. So what are some resources or like places you go to get information or like the newest trends that you want to try, or, you know, what do you frequent? Where do you go to get, you know, what you, what more new things you want to learn? So the number one place for that used to be clubhouse while I was still out on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two place for it as crazy to some people as it may sound is TikTok. TikTok. Okay. I would scroll through it. And I would see like so many stupid stuff, but then I would just come upon like a guy starting a business or promoting his business or using a different idea. And I would always watch out for those videos because people on TikTok, the way they get views is by being up to date. The way they get paid is by posting content that people are interested in its actual value. So then I realized that the more I look for business over there, the more up to date it's going to be. And then if I was looking for long content or for some like long class or some big mindset or personality changing point of view, I would go to either YouTube or masterclass or masterclass being the main one. I watch a lot of stuff over there. So those are my top resources. If we are not counting audible for audiobooks. Okay, sure, sure. Now I like to listen to audiobooks too. Um, have you heard of the new, so I somehow got on Gary V's, Gary V sent us a, a text message to say, go check out this new app. So it's called HiHo. Have you heard of that yet? No, I have not. 
So it's basically, it's kind of like Marco Polo, but different. And it's kind of got like Clubhouse-ish, but it's asynchronous. So you, you can record a video message, post it to your profile, and then you can have different interests. And, you know, just like Clubhouse, you have different rooms, right? Of different clubs, but you can have different like categories or you can follow different topics and you can post to that. And then you can reply you know, to somebody's message at any given time, right? And you can go and you can scroll through and look at other people's replies or, you know, questions that they've asked or, you know, topics of, of whatever, right? Um, and you can, you know, follow people and, and uh, send them messages, but it's video. So, um, you know, it's just kind of like an interesting way to leave a voicemail kind of, but through video, I don't know. It's a weird, different way to describe it, but yeah, another, another one to go check out and look into and see how you can use it. (laughs) But yeah, it's hi-ho, like H-I-H-O, (laughs) hi-ho. So yeah, anyway, um, there's, yeah, another one to do. Uh, So yeah, that's interesting. I, um, the masterclass, I haven't done that yet, but I have, um, I I, I gave a talk or a a presentation at a conference and they gifted me with a um, free membership to, to masterclass. And so I need to, it reminded me, I need to go use it and and check out, you know, what they have to, to learn from and listen to for sure. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a, a fun platform to be able to gain knowledge and expertise in certain areas. You, you said you used Masterclass before. Yeah, I watch uh, people and mentors, like teachers, people teaching mm-hmm. stuff over there all the time. The one that they constantly keep rewatching is the, the Art of Negotiation by Chris Voss. Oh, so yeah. If everyone wants to make sure that you're going to win 90% of your arguments, that's the one. Uh. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, I think the Chris Voss podcast is, is on and he's on Clubhouse no, too. Not that, Chris Voss. not that one, a different one. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> gotcha. Cause there's more than one for sure. Um, okay. So let's talk about um, some of the things that you do for people and how you do it and ways that you work with others um, and how they can reach you and, you know, ways that you can, you know, work with them to help them through their journey. So one of the things that I used to do and that I'm still more than happy to hook everyone up with, with my resources, is that expansion of your audience on social media. Because one thing that everyone who's on social media realized, the more people you have on there, the more money you will make. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. So that's, one, that's the, how I started and I still have connections to that. The second thing that I absolutely love doing, because I feel it's one of the most well, second most helpful tool that there is for proving your credibility and proving your worth online are news articles and TV stations, being able to feature people over there. That's one thing that I will always want to keep in touch with because I know that shocked me that I knew that's a possibility. And I know being able to say now that I've been featured in Yahoo, that I'm an author in BuzzFeed, that I got interviewed by Fox, those things Mm-hmm. are something that really help not only make a sale, but build an audience. Mm-hmm. And when people look you up, that's what they're going to judge you by. So those are the second most useful thing that I have found while working in this business. And the first one, and my main thing that I love to do, and that I think is the most helpful, is building automated systems for agencies. So I just love to come and put my fingers in your business and mm-hmm automated for you 
or teach you how to automate it yourself. Because now people are spending $30,000, $100,000 even sometimes a month just in some advertising, client acquisition, client management, and all of those things where in reality, all you have to do is learn, not how to do it yourself, but instead how to automate that process. And then you don't have to pay for that again or learn how to automate it so you don't have to work. As I said, I went to San Francisco, San Jose, and came back. It was one week trip mm-hmm. and absolutely nothing changed. Right. So, and that's mainly because everything is working on its own. My sales are have, happening without me having to have any contact. Mm-hmm. 90% of my execution is happening. So I would say that the number one thing I love to help people with and the most useful thing that I can do for someone is to actually help them automate their business so that within two, three months, they can do the same thing, go on a trip and do absolutely nothing and for nothing to change. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing and absolutely fantastic. I imagine a lot of people would love that to happen for their business. And so yeah. I suspect that you'll get some good traction in that in that regard to help them automate and create their tech stack and how they need to put things together and parts and pieces and and you know lead generation and fun things that get get all of that going, right? Yeah. Getting yeah. leads, getting clients, getting to stay and building a new audience. Mm-hmm. Those are I think like the most amazing things that you can do now using social media. Right. Right. Because well, oh, yeah. On Instagram, you can't do the swipe down or you can't do links in your messages unless you have 10,000 followers. And, you know, it's, it's tough to, you know, if you're just not focused on it and you post every once in a while and you're not necessarily doing all the things that it does to, to grow it, then, you know, you can help them with that, which is really cool. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen you do it. So <laughs> fantastic. How do people reach you, Marco? People can just reach me through my Instagram I am usually uh, looking myself through all the message requests. So anyone who's coming from this podcast, I'll personally talk to you just mm-hmm. as a thank you. But I usually love to look through them. You can just find me at this is Marco Filipovic. Rea, if you have some way to subtitle it or something, it's a long last name. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, Philip, right. so it's yeah. F-I-L-I-P-O-V-I-C, correct? Correct. Okay. Make so, sure <laughs> if people are listening, then they can, this is Marco. Flippage. Yeah. Excellent. Well, okay. I have one more question for you, Marco. Um, let's see if you had, I don't know, $500,000 to spend, you know, investing in your marketing, what would you spend it on? What would I spend it on? Mm-hmm. First, uh, just tell me kind of my situation. How am I doing on social media? Am I high up, low? Let's say you are trying right to break now. in, like you're, 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 you've got a few, you know, maybe you've got a couple thousand followers, but, uh, you want, you want to like expand and grow and, and do more. All right. First thing I would do is I would make sure that I'm over the 10,000 mark, mainly because I have right now made so much profit just saying, Hey, swipe up. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize yeah. that I really want that. And then I would make sure the time seen in all of the big name newspapers. I would really invest myself into that because later on, it becomes so useful that you're able to say this, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a completely different feeling if I say, hey, can I do your marketing for you? Or, hey, I've talked about my marketing on 
Fox News, NBC. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to tell you how I did it? People are just so much more eager. So I would invest into both TV appearances. Mm-hmm. I would invest into press articles. And then I don't know if you would count this as marketing, but I would invest a lot in automation, mainly hiring people, mm-hmm. hiring people to for content, mm-hmm. hiring people to recruit clients, hiring people to execute my services. And I would literally, those are the three main things I would invest stuff in nice. that and potentially booking a stage uh, somewhere in a big city. So like LA, Las Vegas, booking a stage where I can come in front of an audience and speak. Nice. So those are the main things that I would do. Absolutely. That sounds like a really good idea. A really good plan to spend your money on. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much of your knowledge and just giving, you know, all this value to our listeners who are going through their own marketing journeys and, you know, trying to get to to the next level to level up just as, as we all are. So I really appreciate your, uh, your guidance and your help. And I just, I'm still blown away that, you know, you just turned 18 and you're like this far along in your path. So congratulations, Marco. I think you're well into your, uh, ideal situation of you know, being able to, uh, I was gonna say graduate at 25, but retire at 25. Cause it just seems so weird to say, you know, to retire at 25, but <laughs> cause a lot of people are graduating at 25. Right. So, <laughs> but, uh, I think that it's great that you're fulfilling your grandma's dream and, and wish to have you continue to finish high school, which I agree with her hundred percent. I'm sure if I met your grandma, that, uh, we would be in full force and behind and pushing you to do that. So, um, you know, the mom, in me, right? It says that uh, I think that's a really good idea, no matter what, then you can say you finished something and you did it, uh, regardless of what it is that you got through it. So almost right, you were counting down already the day that you graduate. So that'll be a happy day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Once away. So congratulations to that. And uh, for those of you listening, if you want to reach out to Marco, you know, like you said, be sure to mention that you uh, heard him on the Marketing Expedition podcast, and then he might pay attention to you. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah, good, good things to do there. We'll, we'll be sure and put your uh, at handle in the show notes too. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you for inviting me again to speak here today. Absolutely, Marco. All right. Uh, until next time, of course, we love reviews. If you uh, got value out of today's show, which I know I did, um, please go ahead and give us a review and share this to others that you think could utilize uh, some marketing knowledge and help through their journey as well. Uh, and until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.